0: Listening to the studio interviews. I'm your host, Diana Brown, and with me as always, Dan Wilson, making it sound pretty. Our guests today, you know them, some of you fear them, but most everyone loves them. They are the founders, the producers, the artistic directors, and basically the wanks that run this thing Rob Reddy (laughs) and Dan Williams of Piano Fight. Welcome, gentlemen.
1: Welcome. Thank you. Thank
0: you. Now, you guys are getting around and you're even infiltrating the media in other cities. There was an article published in Seattle's paper, The Stranger, republished in, and now I've never known how to pronounce this, is it the Utney Reader, is it the Utney Reader? I say Utney, you say Utney. But the republishing of this article has uh, sparked some conversation, uh, so much that Rob Reddy himself wrote to this gentleman. I'll be back up for a moment. The article was called, 10 Things Small Theaters Need to Do to Save Themselves. And one of the things they mentioned, of course, was uh, produce fast, dirty, and often. Another thing was get the audiences young. Get people under 60 to come and see your shows. <laughs> impossible. Um, and and people do say that's impossible. People say it's it's pretty much impossible to bring in the young crowd. But I know for a fact Piano Fight is doing just that. In this save yourself economy, Piano is taking the initiative and saving their own bacon. Already doing many of the things in this article, which I understand, Rob, is what caused you to write to Brendan Kiley and, uh, yeah. and toss your... Two cents in, and
2: say, "Hey, I'm already doing this shit." Yeah, you know, actually, I wrote him just to say thank you, really, because I hadn't, I hadn't read anything like that, you know. And he was like, "Theaters need to do this, this, this," and I was like, "Ah, great, you know, finally, and we're doing this. Thank you for saying this out loud, you know." And and uh, so I just wrote him and said that. And he wrote back and started, you know, and we, he started asking questions, and I tried to answer him as best I could, and then a few days later, he posted that, which is basically just a, a lengthy email from me, a run-on email from me, and his commentary kind of built in there.
0: Now, I have to say, um, I think largely because it was republished, but currently on the Stranger website, there's over 214 responses. Some of the suggestions that he put forth have got people excited, some of them are Pissed off, it has sparked a huge conversation. And on this show, we try to ask every guest what they think, the state of live performances and the future of theater. And one of the things he talked about was building a bar. Don't give your guests a talk back. Give them a bottle to discuss the show over. yo. And Piano Fight, you walk in, the first thing I see when I walk in your theater is a sign that says, A bar.
2: That we built.
0: That you built. Yeah. So is this like a field of dreams thing? You built it and they what that made them come, or were they, they already on their way?
2: Yeah, actually, I'd say the bar was the turning turning point.
1: Yeah, yeah. W- nobody showed up before the bar. I mean, a couple. <laughs> of people. No, yeah, a couple. Of people. Like
2: Dan's mom and dad, and my yeah, mom yeah. and dad, my Dan's sister. sister.
1: So yeah. the friends
0: and family thing.
2: Yeah. No. Uh, yeah.
1: I mean, I mean, no, the, people showed up. Before the bar was there. was kind of our our dream. <laughs> <laughs> we just kind of pursued that. Yeah. Um, but they were coming before, and and I think I mean the, the bar was one of the ten things. But the, you know the, some of the other things that really were a big part of that article were you know shoot for a, a younger audience, try and be attractive to really not so much a younger but a, a broader range. Right. Um, I mean, theater is such an established sort of older generation thing there's a
2: crowd there's a theater crowd
0: yeah
1: yeah and and we've we've never actually tried to go after that theater crowd
0: you put on shows we put on show yeah I mean, that's
1: kind of the the, the difference We I don't, do shows
0: I, I, I we're don't so really, awesome yeah oh <laughs> uh, well you are full of bravado but you have a lot to back it up with your shows are solid and i've had the pleasure of being in your house many a night and i was wowed by the diversity that you do bring in
3: Dan? Not only is there diversity, but I actually was here during one of your rehearsals, and I heard them Rick rolling the audience during a show. I'm like, are you actually doing yeah. this? I'm like, uh huh. So they take an internet never meme and plug them into up, their shows. Never That's kind of a beautiful bye. thing.
0: So uh, you're embracing not only a, a younger audience or a younger uh, approach to getting that audience, but the technology of a younger audience.
2: Well, it helps because we're young too. Like, you know, yeah. we're you know, we're we're what we're we're our demographic. So.
0: So you're putting on shows you want to see. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Basically. one of the things he brought up in this article um, was uh, produce new works. And you are at the Vanguard Hello. in San Francisco producing new works. You, uh, you've you created, we've been talking about surviving, and you've created what has been called a Survivor for Playwrights, Short-Lived. And people who have uh, listened to you before know a bit about it. But tell us about Short-Lived for those who've...
1: Well, it's interesting that in, in that article, he sort of says fast, dirty, and often, and that's kind of exactly what Short-Lived is. Every two weeks, yeah. uh, we put up eight shorts. We have the audience grade each short with a scorecard, and every two weeks, we tally up all the scores and drop the lowest-scoring four, which means every two weeks, we are producing half of the show, um, or half of a new show. So it is it is definitely fast, dirty, and often. It's It's... <laughs> yeah. With an emphasis on dirty sometimes. What are, what are we talking about? Uh, oh, theater. 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 <laughs> theater um, yeah, and it's it's cool. I mean, it keeps the audience, it keeps the show very fresh. And, you know, it, it, it provides a level of, I wouldn't say competition, but it, it, a spark that allows actors to sort of feed off of each other's energy and the audience's energy to find new things on a very short time frame.
2: Are you kidding? It's totally competitive. It's totally competitive. I bet Eric, yeah. and, who else did I bet this week? Eric, Ruth. Oh yeah, we
1: the running bets on who's gonna win, who's gonna yeah. score higher.
2: I'm betting I'm tol- I totally bet I'm betting on like my pieces. I'm like, This is gonna win <laughs> And <laughs> then it inevitably loses and. Yeah.
0: But you gotta um, believe in it. You yeah. That's a
1: there. casting issue though, Rob. I think. Now you threw <laughs> down yeah. a gauntlet
0: um inviting uh, the entire theater community of San Francisco to come yeah. to throw down with you.
1: Yeah, we didn't we didn't have enough competition internally, so we, we outsourced <laughs> it. <laughs> um yeah, so that this was actually I believe Rob's brilliant
2: idea was I just keep wanting to go challenge ACT and be like, "Yo, ACT, come on, bring it!" and we'll we'll feed her off. We'll have an ACT off, an act off, and, I, and but that was pretty. Stupid. Turns out
1: ACT doesn't doesn't uh, field, doesn't know we exist. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah,
2: so but but then we just we were like, okay, well, fucking hey, let's just you know challenge everybody, and a couple of groups responded, which. We were definitely shocked by it. We were like, <laughs> I mean, we put it up, kind of was like, a, eh, whatever. Um, and then three three groups, uh, Sleepwalkers Theater, who's also a new work company. Things We Made, who's a sketch comedy group we performed with uh, at Sketch Fest. They're awesome. And then this group called Venture Tech Fellowship.
0: I saw um, Venture Tech Fellowship.
2: Oh, yeah, you did, for sure. Quite an interesting piece. They're awesome. Piece. Yeah.
0: Tiny yes. Shoes Very was cool. the sketch they brought that round. And yes. I admit, I laughed
2: yeah, yeah, weird, cool, funny I loved it Really entertaining They, they um, seemed a
0: good fit with you
2: Yeah, so these groups, like, they, they stepped up And they were like, hell yeah, we'll come compete And I mean, the prize is a month's Basically for a group, it would be a month's worth of space So, for, you know, like, Which is we'll to produce by. it Yeah, you know, and so Right, and
1: that's the winner of short-lived The three months of competition gets uh, uh, an invitation If they're a writer to write a, a full-length uh, That Piano Fight will produce for four weeks just to clarify. And if it's a group that wins, they get a month of space in, our, in the theater.
0: Presented by Pianify with mm-hmm. your resources and, and mailing list. One of the things that the article uh, that we started the, this interview with from The Stranger in Seattle, one of the other things he talks about was audience participation. And as you've mentioned, short-lived allows the audience to decide what is good and what they want yeah. to see. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the ultimate audience participation. The audience is deciding what lives and moves on to the next round. But um, it's risky to produce new works, and that is one of the, th- of the yeah. Things.
1: Especially if you're having the audience, you know, exactly. grade them and yeah. When and, we put
2: and, up and shit, they're like, "That was shit." Yeah, <laughs> and we go, "Oh, yeah." Up, Actually, whoops.
1: the the Our number apologies. the the we grade they grade one through ten. Okay. And we kind of give them. Uh, names, uh, you know, four is decent or whatever it is, and one is literally crap. So, uh, that, shit. Which is circled it's numerous, it's
2: times. numerous like, times. Like, yeah. instead of circling one, we right. circled the word crap. Yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess we asked for it. And then sometimes there's a literally written by it. It's yeah. interesting. The scorecards are, are a very cool look at the psychology of an audience that night. I mean, that's another aspect of it that we didn't think about going into it, but it's very, it's very uh, great to see it from a producer's perspective. Yeah, it's a big case study. I mean, yeah. Yeah. you know, Definitely.
2: you get, cause you're doing like 26 shows. Mm-hmm. You're doing basically seven different lineups over the course of the run. You're doing, and like something almost like 30 scripts.
1: Yeah, you're throwing so, up all kinds of stuff in front of an audience, and you get to see how they react to it. You get to see, you know, how your actors played certain things and how that reacted mm-hmm. to it. It's a very fun sort of ongoing workshop.
0: Have you found like certain nights a piece that is really solid one night will be completely yeah. at yep. the bottom oh, yeah. simply because of who's viewing it?
1: Yeah. yeah, And uh, I mean, that has a lot to do with. Not because with of who's,
2: not necessarily like who's doing it, but like. No, viewing it. Oh, viewing it. Yes, to an extent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, it, you know it's interesting we talk about um I think we talk about the, you know our our well, demographic and our our audience and how mm-hmm. we're we're shooting for a, a younger audience but with short lived I mean it's a short play competition there's no we we don't only s- uh, accept submissions from younger people we you know from yeah. generally our writers are older. Yeah,
2: also the average age for this year has been uh, like probably 35-40. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely. It's so definitely it's not fresh out of college. That's no.
0: young, though. It's really young. Yeah.
3: That's very, <laughs> very young and virile. Right. <laughs> v- virile. Just
0: to be clear, that was, of course, our very own Dan Wilson,
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: who just had his 35th birthday. Mm, 39th. <laughs> birthday of <laughs> of hey, ah, happy yeah. birthday. <laughs> yeah, so th- there's there's a, a, you know, I mean, we talk about the, the, the younger demographic that we're going for, but really, it's not. I, I think we're. It's more that we're trying to bring a younger face to quote theater okay, it's not that we're trying to shoot i mean
2: we got i mean we got really lucky in the sense that like we kind of you know right right time, right place, right people we got really lucky in in meeting up with matt quinn and and combined art, and you know also with you, Dan, like in this space, like you know custom made it was very like that was a very nice place to kind of grow yeah, as, this as young as
1: we are, you know you, you, there's plenty to learn from the elders. <laughs> Not the olders, wow. the elders. Now,
2: Virile.
3: virile. <laughs> uh,
0: of course, the space that uh, the gentlemen are talking about is the off-market theater's at 965 Mission in San Francisco. Right. So if people are listening and they have no idea what yeah. this space is like, give them a little idea of where your your kingdom is well, in the world that you're occupying. two
2: theaters. One is 55 seats, the other one 65, and there's a big rehearsal room. But the point that I was actually making with that, like, we got lucky and, you know, we, we got lucky. It was also, like, we were the right people for the job. Um, yeah, but we, say so we, you know, we're lucky in the sense that as as young as we are, we get to make, we're in the place to make decisions over what gets, what goes out, the, the you know, the content. Right. And then also create it and then work with people who are basically the same age and give them the kind of authority and power to create it. Ray, who's one of the producer, actor, writer, directors, I mean, these guys are amazingly talented, is one of the producers of The Shit Show. And he's, he graduated yesterday from Berkeley, you know? You not? Know? Yeah.
1: One of the cool things that we were given when we came here and, and you know, proposed to, to take over Studio 250, mm-hmm. which is, you know, half, essentially half of off-market, is the opportunity and the access for people our age to get into performance, live performance, on a scale with a 54-seat theater, which is pretty cool when y- y- you take out all the opportunities that are given to young people. Take out, like, universities and right. and, and all the, you know, the classes and paying for, mm-hmm. um, paying to play, essentially. There's not many other opportunities that are given to younger people, and I think that's kind of why the threshold for being interested in theater is so high age-wise is because there's no access
2: for younger people to get into it or if there is it's not like it's it's as if you're coming in young and this is how it is in most things if you're coming in young you got to work your way and pay your dues right and it's not saying that we haven't um by any means but we we now have the ability to kind of get that dues paying with actually putting up your own stuff and judging the con as opposed to like Running lights for three years, right. then getting to write a short, and then getting to write and be in a short, and then you know we basically just kind of changed the
0: process a little. You've bit. You've accelerated that process definitively, and
2: yeah, the rate at which we do work too has accelerated it because it's all new and we have to keep coming up with stuff. Like we have to keep tapping ourselves and the community, and because we've you know we've said like all right, new work, it's got to be new, blah.
0: Now, that is your, you, that is the thing, is it's all new. You don't take on older works. You don't take on um, ex- known works. And some people might say that's a risky choice. A lot of theaters, you know. Certainly, have seen a lot of revivals come out of Broadway. We <laughs> certainly see a lot of well-known Grease titles. with
2: Taylor Hicks.
0: <laughs>
2: oh, I missed, I, I missed it, but I wanted. I missed to see it, it too,
0: but you know, I'm. A lot of people saw that, and yeah. I, and I, I would assume and enjoyed God it. And God
2: bless him, because. That's right. You know, I, yeah, there's a,
1: there's a, a very big place for re, you know th- stuff that that's redone. I, sure. yeah, absolutely. Um, I yeah. And they're classics that for a reason. Cl- they're yeah. Good. Exactly. They're, classics, they're good and they speak know. to things that are sort of timeless. Right. But I think there's a disproportionate uh, amount of that to new work. I think that sort of it, it often new work often gets stifled by the idea that the risk. if it's new, the it's, risk. Yeah. The risk. And you know, thank God that there are people that are willing to take that risk and 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 come out and see new stuff.
2: Um, but I mean, mar- the best the best example you're saying disproportionate. You're, you're dead on. The best example, um, and I'll just bring it up: the Critics Circle <laughs> uh, Award nominations for San Francisco, where you they break them into categories where it's like over a 300 seat house, you know, and under a 100 seat house, so that our 54-seat theater wouldn't be competing with, like, the Golden Gate Theater. Right, you know? which is fair. Which is cool. That's a really good idea. Thank you. But 99% of new work comes out of small shitholes. You know, dank, It's dark. not a shithole. Off-marker is not a shithole. off <laughs> By the way, it's yeah. great. Place. Right? But, like, I mean, that's where, it co- like, most new work comes from, it gets workshop and worked in smaller spaces, and then it gets progressively bigger as it builds an audience, and that's how that works. And in the under 100-seat house category there were six plays that were nominated for best overall production the most recent was written 13 years ago the next most recent was written 17 years ago the next most recent was 57 1957 uh by beckett next was 53 by ionesco and the last two were 1604 and 1598 by bill shakespeare (laughs) Bill.
1: <laughs> First of all, well, how do we compete with dead people? That's just not fair. Yeah,
3: I mean, uh, there's also the issue that in order to even be nominated, enough critics in the critic circle have to have seen your show. Yeah, and right, most very of th- good to point. get more than one critic, let alone getting more than two to right. a small show, is next to impossible. Right. Mm-hmm. So even getting considered for nomination is a huge difficulty. And for that's for you companies. know, and
2: yeah. that's somebody made this point because I kind of posted this on the blog the other day, and somebody made the point was like uh, anonymously and a commenter made the point that, like, you know, there are 20 critics scattered around around the Bay Area trying to see – Thousands of shows that it's go true. up, in, in writing the, in for in papers era.
1: that are steadily that are declining, cutting their pages. pages sure. Right, and, I, I mean, mean the, the Boston Herald is tough. Has really tough, a theater critic. So the maybe weekly. we need to reconfigure yeah. we're it here. what a critic circle is, or, or whatever. I mean, you know, I don't. I mean, know. mean this is a broader. I
2: mean, here, I'll, go, I'll bring it back to the the point that I'm trying to make, which was that we're not. I'm not like blaming these guys, you know. But if the Oscars, cause, because of your point, Dan, I'm, you know, it's like you, you'd have to get five people there to see it. And, like, we're lucky if we get one, you know. So it's not their fault. But if the Oscars nominated five remakes of a film for Best Picture, there'd be hell to pay. You know, if, there, if the Grammys nominated all, you know, five cover songs for Best Song, there would be an uproar in the industry. If, you know, no, they awarded a Pulitzer to a rewrite. Like, I'm sorry, (laughs) but, like, why is theater obsessed with this old stuff? I mean, it's just, like, eventually,
3: you're just going to kill off. You can't just keep reinventing the same old stuff. And part of the problem, too, is what even is new. Like, I'm currently acting in a show that was one of the best plays of 1998, or at least it was in the anthology called Best Plays of 98, Mm. which, of course, were all shows in New York, because that's where the folks are who are judging these things. Right. But... This is the first time, as far as I know, it's been done in the Bay Area. So it's been 10 years, 10, 11 years since this br- great, brilliant new play came out, and we're just now seeing it over here. So right. yeah. it's like, technically, is that a new play or not?
2: I mean, either way, that's, yeah. that's far more in my mind, right? Like, look at, I've, I don't know how many times, I've read Macbeth, I've seen Macbeth, I don't know how many times and every time a director puts his vision on it, it ends up just <laughs> making it bad. And the thing – usually that's what happens. Sometimes, you know, but I, I don't know how many effing times I've seen Macbeth, right? And I don't want to see something that Fire I know up. the plot of. I mean, as simple as that sounds, like I don't want to pay my money to well, see something that I already know what's going to happen, you it, know, step by step, intimately. Like, and, and I, I don't – I don't mind paying money to see a,
1: a good Macbeth, you know, or or, or a good good Fuck something that. done uh, before. But is this really like our only options? You know, yeah. Do, do we really have to keep going through this because there isn't anything else that's good to put on?
0: Well, it seems there's uh, a possibility of opportunity for new work to even get there in is. front of an audience. I have. I, I know there's some great organizations in the Bay Area. There's the. The, the Playwrights Foundation and the Playwrights Center and and I know that there are opportunities given at different companies to have new works nights or reading nights but it seems that it goes back to that fear of risk. People are afraid to put up a product that doesn't have a known a name, name yeah. uh-huh. that they think will sell Tickets, so you guys have thrown that fear right out the window, yeah, and you are facing this risk head on now, I also I, think what's in go ahead well, just with
1: last year's short lived winner, mm-hmm. Daniel Heath, who wrote uh forking, which was a the, he he won last year's short lived and you know that was the same deal then you'll right? produce a four week run of of your uh, of of a full length, and he wrote it, and we we produced it, and before I think he is a member of playwright Center.
2: He's a member of a lot of stuff. Yeah, he's a member of a lot of stuff. He works a lot with he works a lot with Playground, which is a Playground, that's a new right. uh, they they they're great. They're like yeah. definitely a, uh you know, they've been around for like 10 13 they years. Do, they do, do something well. really similar to what we do. But um, and they do it really well. But th- this guy's been—he's he, been writing
1: for how long? I don't know he graduated from Berkeley with a, I don't know, masters in creative writing. I'm probably giving he's him smart. more props than than. Um, His brains. Yeah, totally brains. Very good writer. But this was the first opportunity he had to write a full length, That's and so it, and it was it was great. People loved the show. I mean, it,
0: I saw it. I really enjoyed, it. and I also yeah. enjoyed the. Winning short that he wrote that got him that opportunity. Yeah, right right right. right, right, right. That was great. So now you you produced a show, and I understand it went very well to the point of sold-out houses. You were able to take it to Forking. Los Angeles. So- sold-out yes. run. Yeah.
1: Sold-out run. Forking, yeah. The thing that Daniel Heath brought to us was, um, an, again, audience participation, where um, it was basically a fully scripted choose-your-own path. Oh, play, like those so, choose your own adventure books. Like the choose yes. your own adventure books. Okay.
0: That we all With love
1: sex. Family.
0: With sex, never hurts.
1: Fast, dirty, and what? Quick, faster.
0: Um, it, and often. And often. <laughs> and often. <laughs>
1: um, yeah. So you know, at, at certain points in the in the 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 play, uh, a host or hosted hostess would come out and um, ask the audience which way they wanted characters to, or which path they wanted to to uh, to fork down. Often involving sex and emotions and all this shit.
3: Should this character fuck this character? (laughs) Yeah! Yeah. On that note, was there ever a night in San Francisco or L.A. where your two characters didn't get it on?
2: No.
3: I don't know what you're talking about, Dan. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. You will have
0: to look for the next production of Forking to find out if that ever happened. Yeah, yeah.
1: No, there wasn't. There wasn't. We had... We, we called them the dual gay slinkaways, where we had two <laughs> women from the cast hook up on a drunken night and two men from the cast hook up. And there was never a night when that wasn't voted for. Both of those weren't voted for every time. So, that's Right on. Good little San Francisco and L.A.
0: Risks taking on and off the stage in yeah. terms uh, yes, of your material yes. and your delivery yeah. of that material. But again, that was a <laughs>
1: cool audience participation <laughs> Event, right. terrific! Know, I mean, where they and, and people really got a
2: a big kick out of it.
0: Now there's a lot. Yeah, of and I
2: got to fuck Dan
1: fourteen And we are talking about Williams, yes.
0: not Wilson. Just you know, just to be clear, because we it do have two great. Dan's in the room. <laughs> and and Rob Vera. is glowing. Vera. Rob is glowing. So I I can only say that he speaks the truth. <laughs> um, uh, I, guys, no. you are uh, not only taking risks uh, with your material, but you are a for-profit company. Most small theater companies. Uh, Two larger size theater companies do tend to be a not-for-profit model relying on on funding when, when available. Of course, that's becoming less and less available. But mm-hmm. uh, you have not seemed to have made that choice to go the not-for-profit route. Do you want to talk about that?
2: Of course we do. Yeah.
0: Or you wouldn't be here.
2: I mean, if you kind of look at it, there's a, there's a big dominance of not-for-profit companies in the, in the market. I mean, it's, just, it, it's huge. Most companies, beyond some like you know some of the Broadway touring companies and
3: right. you know
2: some of those, but I, you know ACT is not for profit. Uh, Berkeley Rep. I mean, all the big rep companies are not for profit, and then most of the smaller companies are also not for not for profit. Most of the venues are not for profit, and at some point, I'm not sure entirely when this happened, but the community kind of decided, okay, can't make money on this. We need to subsidize it. Through the government and through private funding. Right now, I I don't really know why, and maybe it's just because we're naive and stupid, and it's That's maybe why. maybe it is impossible.
3: Well, also, I mean, you guys don't have a lot of sets, and most things yeah, right. that I've seen, I know a lot from my, myself being a producer. A lot of expense that I've experienced comes from paying the actors, paying the musicians, yeah. paying the crew. Paying the set builders or the right. designers what what is and that paying the actors what is that <laughs> <laughs> money're uh, money? a for profit company <laughs> 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 no
1: well I mean the the for profit thing is funny because it's there in the title, but it's nowhere on the books. Right. <laughs> you know the profit idea um but I think when we were looking at for profit non profit when we were looking to establish ourselves it, it I, for me anyway i didn't want to have to answer mm. to Anybody as far as our creative process goes, and I think one of the biggest things when you 're looking for grant money or whatever it is there's n- uh, from what we heard when we were talking to people about it, there's always stipulations of yeah. always some kind of stipulation you make it about you've got this gotta, thing you've got to establish thing. your season ahead of time you've got to have everything first of all rob and i don 't know what we 're going to do you know it' have to be about <laughs>
2: like canadian American transsexual midgets that that's what the that's what the grant was <laughs> the mandates like, are oh, very we're going to have to yeah. we're going to have to come up with a show about and this and do you want to serve absolutely ex- because we need population. the 25 grand that they're going to grant us and now we can use however much you know to pay it's just you know that's well it
0: would sort of uh, take you out of the running to produce fast dirty and often yes absolutely yeah,
2: well it, if anything it goes totally wrong does. i mean that was the whole thing with short lived last year was that we had a booking that fell through and we had to come up with 3 w- months worth of material we're like huh, well yeah. we can't do that Hey community Please send us your stuff we'll, we'll write stuff We'll put it up In a cool format And you know And that'll That'll do it Right And it did Oddly enough It <laughs> yeah. worked Can't so. believe you just
1: Told them our secret
0: <laughs> It's okay Well they battle that Out there um, We're going to Take a short break And stick with us Because we're coming Right back with Piano Fight Because they have More to say
3: Hey there Looking for a good time? Let Radio Star Improv perk up your jog or commute with our totally improvised and often insane radio plays. Check us out at RadioStarNetwork.com. Now, back to the interview.
0: Welcome back. We are with. I feel bad. We've Piano been boring
2: Fight. on this one. We're, we're, we're being all serious and stuff. Sorry. Let's it's okay.
0: We're, we're happy to see the serious side of Piano Fight.
2: Just
1: and I'm we're talking just
0: serious topics. Double
1: fist it. That's, That's right. I will we're, we're say, just to that. make
0: you happy out there listening, Cheers, they are buddy. drinking beers. Cheers. Dan has uh, stepped up and is drinking two beers now. So yes. I want you to know they're doing their best to live up to the reputation. It's Sunday.
1: It was a lovely day today. What did you really do today? Was, yeah. uh, well, I played in a soccer game. I, nice. It's my, my weekly recreation. But running around Beta Breakers, oh my gosh. This <laughs> city gets wonderful. On Beta Breakers. <laughs> it's hellish trying to get around, but it's really fun to watch everybody go crazy for a while.
0: In their little costumes. Naked yeah. people are cute.
1: Yeah, naked people. Yeah,
0: are. I don't know how people can do it. I, the, I saw an entire group, they were half naked, and yet they were playing bacon. They were a troop of bacon they said we're bacon. <laughs>
2: they were bacon. They, were, they bacon, were bacon,
0: and they were probably bacon if you know what I mean. <laughs> Four twenty to that, but uh, <laughs> you know, guys, one of the things I think is uh, fascinating about you guys—we uh, were we left off last time talking about the fact you're a for-profit company, and I think you have a psychology behind that that extends beyond just your for-profit versus non-profit status, that theater can be a viable business. Yeah, I mean,
2: that's, yeah. I mean, very broadly, I mean, it's it's like, it doesn't appear like, you know, there's really a model for small theater to exist. And, like, we haven't figured it out by any means. Dan, you just brought up, like, we've paid our actors a couple of times.
1: Yeah.
2: You know? We have, for the most, and, and we haven't, you know, like, Dan and I haven't paid ourselves unless we've, unless a show's been paid, right? So. Well, we
1: we've only paid ourselves as actors in shows.
2: Okay, um,
1: we haven't paid ourselves, you know, and and that's probably one thing to so. uh, point out is that the for-profit model. This is. Rob and I aren't getting paid salaries by any means by this i mean we we definitely have so our do pay yeah jobs and So like that's the only way that this works who, right like
2: now. almost like who are we even to talk like you know a lot of these you know a lot of what's going on, you know all these other companies and all these you know <laughs> they'll pay employees yeah, and, you know, right. and so like yeah we're 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 working on it, you know, and <laughs> we certainly don't have the model figured out, but there's got to be a model, a business model that exists that says a for profit company which pays its people, treats everyone well, puts up a good show, can be economically viable. I
1: believe they're called strip clubs.
3: <laughs> yeah. I actually think we're going to start seeing, like, every single show you do, they drink Gatorade, pretty much. I think <laughs> we're going to start seeing sponsorship. <laughs> I mean, yeah, right. you know, why <laughs> right. not? Like, why, like, I mean, every single show we do, Should I, I drink a Budweiser. Right now. I don't know if it will money. But we
1: always I mean, drink Budweiser. We drink Budweiser, constantly. people of Budweiser, call us. We sell at least 100 of your beers.
2: Yeah, it's true they do. Every Uh, weekend. Rob at pianofight.com. If anyone from Budweiser (laughs) is listening.
0: Now, I I want to ask you guys to weigh in. I know this came up on your blog, and I think this has to do with uh, making theater a viable uh, model. Um, And it reminds me of the old adage of, you know, why buy the cow when you can get the milk for free? We're always looking for ways to develop new audiences. And. One of the ways that has been suggested in the Bay Area, that has been brought to my attention, might go national is the free night of theater, and you had some interesting things to say about that. Do you want to weigh in on the free night of theater?
2: <laughs>
0: yes. I, yes. I, I you <laughs> know, <laughs> I have. Uh, I, I've worked in business, and and we used to have an um, an adage in sales: if you get people off the rate card, they'll never come back and pay full price again. Where do you stand with giving it away? I mean, right now in this economy, I'm seeing it, everything from chicken to culture being given away. What do you think? First off, really I want to take it chicken?
2: out of I want to take it KFC. out of the, yeah. Nice. I want to take it out of the context of of this this economy because it started before the economy went in the dumper. Mm-hmm. This is true. And it and they've been pushing a national campaign of this for the last couple years, I think. Pretty sure, right? At least the last year. It was they've been
3: uh, At least 3.
2: Yeah. Okay. So this national campaign of Free Night of Theater um, I, I think it's totally crazy. And I think <laughs> whoever I, I'm not going to say that. I think that you just did. devaluing, <laughs> <laughs> I think that it devalues the product. Okay. And I think it's flawed thinking in saying that, well, we're going to hook somebody in, we're going to give them a little, we're going to give them something and then they're going to come back and buy something. And I, and here are my examples for this. Okay. One, restaurant week, right? That's Which is great. great. Right. Shit ain't free.
0: No, it's a discount. Yeah, it's like twenty five percent
2: off. It's like come check out our restaurant. If you can't, you know, afford to eat here all the time, we understand that or whatever, but it's really good food and maybe you'll think of us for a special occasion, right? That's what that's to me kinda what restaurant week does. Give you a discount, get somebody in there. Now I'll bet the rate of return on that is decent. Mm-hmm. With free shit in a grocery store, you know <laughs> somebody's been like, "Yo, eat this sausage I'm like, "Fuck, yeah, sausage. I'll t- can sausage I have two every time somebody's offered me something free in a grocery store i've taken it mm-hmm. i've no, you know never have I had you know okay i've never actually bought one of the things that I was offered ever okay now I'm only one person and it may just be that might just be because I'm a dick, but I feel like there are There's a fair amount of people who kind of work the same way Where if you just give them something for free like sweet free done with it Right, you know
1: in my mind is is this the the problem that? This is our solution to the problem is that we have to give it away in order to hook people in if that's where the argument is then, oh, Lord, we're, we're already in trouble. far in more trouble than we could ever. I mean, understandably, we have th- there's a lot more competition out there. There's the, the Internet, which is, you know, YouTube, all these things where you can see a performance and, and immediately and just it, it can be a very entertaining thing. Um, TV, movies, all these things are now very high budget and very awe-inspiring, cool to watch. Mm-hmm. Theater needs to catch up. It needs to compete somehow or die.
0: Evolve or die.
1: Evolve or die. And if you're starting to give it away for free, I mean...
2: I mean, it's crazy. Like, be, yeah. like you're going to need a lot more grant funding that, to fucking you, make Free
1: Night of Theater viable. Right, as exactly. As a business model. Like, come you're on. Not the, you're, not, you're not evolving then. You're just dying. Now, and what you're looking I, for... What
0: I really liked, well, and it was on your blog, and I, I don't know who wrote it, but I do know that... I, Robbed you it, cited that uh, the difference between giving away theater and free night of theater versus you cited a theater company in the Bay Area that you felt was doing it the right way, and yeah, you yeah, the cra- difference was psychological.
2: Crowded Fire, I mean, yeah, Crowded Fire is doing this thing right now, and it's a new, it's a world premiere show. Like, where do you go, Crowded Fire? Um, and they're doing this thing where if you if you're unemployed, you can get a free ticket. You just bring in your pink slip or your last paycheck or your you know.
0: Unemployment unemployment letter, check stub. unemployment
2: check stub, whatever. You know, I mean, they'd probably go on a handshake. I don't know, um, but but and you get a free ticket to see the show, and that's great. Like that psychologically, as opposed to just somebody handing me something. or like, you want this? Like fuck yeah, I want it. What is it? Right. Who cares? I want it. Right. As yeah. opposed to that, it's like, look, if you want to see this, that's great. We'll help you out because of this reason. Thank you know that's okay you know and and that's much more likely to somebody's gonna appreciate that a lot more than just give you know somebody going
1: hey yeah. well the the free night of theater generally I mean and in, in, uh, there's probably you know numbers behind this but how often do you get non theater people coming out for the free night of theater like is it does it really pay off in that respect that you're getting non theater people out I don't I'd know say that it's it does. just a bun- it's a it's a lot of people that go also, to theater I mean, anyway that hear about free night of theater and they just don't have to pay for a ticket that night. Right. Which is cool, except it doesn't do anything right. to stimulate,
2: you know, interest in and the, the theater. And, community. and the thing, yeah, like with the unemployment in, thing, in the broader community.
3: With, sorry. Yeah.
2: With the unemployment thing, it's like, that's a favor to me. If I'm unemployed and you give me a ticket, mm-hmm. that's a favor. Now I'm, if I like what, what you've done, I'm much more likely to return that favor now that I, now that I've been given a favor, I'm much more likely to return it once I get
0: back on, your back feet. on
2: my feet and pay for a ticket. One of the One,
1: yeah, one of the things that we do sort of as an, well, it, it, to get more people in the theater is um, you know, you buy a ticket for the first time, and, and right. if you come back, half price your ticket, Nice. And then if you come back a third time. You're pretty much in like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, if we see your face three times and we know your name, I mean, that's it, like, hey, awesome. Those people don't ever come back alone. No, no, they bring people that pay. And I mean, that's
2: I don't know that necessarily
1: You're creating c-
0: an ambassador for your community. Right. You're creating community. Right. Well, this is, again, this so
2: goes back to the not-for-profit, for profit thing, you know, like okay. in the sense that like. You know, if somebody like we can we can do that pretty quickly, like without and we can do it on the spot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's like somebody shows up who's come a bunch of times and they're like they want to pay. But but they've also brought like, you know, five people to tonight's show. And it's like to keep that person a happy because it's a bartender comping a drink, you know. Okay. And it's and you kind of do that for your, your really super solid customer. And they continue to bring their friends back in the bar.
1: And, and especially, again, if you're offering somebody the, the, the free thing after they've paid... I know, go alone, Dan. Trying to find a supermarket.
2: I go alone to
1: the theater. <laughs> when
2: I go to theater, I take it by myself.
0: Well, I know uh, a company in the dark, that is also a for-profit company. I've,
2: in the back of I the I have room. worked with
0: them, and but I know they have a model of if you uh, come and see our show, bring your program to the other show that we're producing, and you get in half price. So it's a way of yeah. trying to encourage people if you like yeah. it come back we're not yeah. doing mm-hmm. this because we want you to hate it so if you like it come back and share this with us because it is a art that does require yeah an but, audience. yeah and and
2: like that's the thing it's like people appreciate that when it's when it's like a favor you know or it's like something that's what people like you know if you just kind of blanket it as opposed and to target everybody because it's, it's no longer a favor if you just give to everybody Right. You know, it's just a marketing gimmick.
1: Well, what is this, what, Diana? In your opinion, what does this free night of theater generate? I know what it's supposed to generate, but I mean, actually, how does this benefit?
0: You know, I don't. I don't know. I would love to see some actual numbers on right. how it is impre- improved. They what they don't have are the return base. numbers.
2: There's two. Th- they, there's yeah. The, what they don't. They, they need. How many people signed up for tickets? How many people actually showed up? And then, how many of those people actually returned and paid full price for a ticket?
0: Dan is whipping out his iPhone and hoping to dig up some numbers that we can actually. I don't, I don't think it's today. there, man. Well, I don't even think it's you need the, that. It's I, the third I think, one. I
1: think the more appropriate thing is how many people signed up for tickets. That had not seen a a, a show in a theater, and that's the the audience we're hoping to reach. That's all. That's what they're hoping to reach, right? All you need is that.
0: So I would hope that then, if I'm a theater maker participating in that, that the mandate is giving it to people that may not be coming and sitting down in a theater. So, so maybe the community needs to get behind that and try to try to see those tickets go to people that would never go to the theater otherwise yeah. or maybe couldn't afford to go, had never considered going. Yeah. Um, I know that there is a, an organization in the, actually in the building, the Community Access Ticket Service, I have been on both sides of enjoying and finding it frustrating to work with. But what they're doing is putting people in theater seats that would normally not have access. And I think mm-hmm. that is amazing.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean really the 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 pinnacle of of our success in my mind is when somebody comes out and they haven't really they're you know, generally younger, they haven't been out to a theater before ever really, unless it was in high school or whatever it was their parents dragged them when they were younger and they go, like, really, wow. Like I didn't think I could be entertained by some by you know, group of actors Live, like, right? You know, because they're so inundated with these hundreds of millions of dollars of blockbuster movies and you know TV shows that have high production value, the the relationship between audience member and actor that you get in a live show it's is yeah. It I mean it's you know. Yeah, I
2: mean it's such a human art form. I mean, it's somebody that gets up in front of you and talks and sings and walks around and like, <laughs> and is you, you go through emotions and
1: happiness and and all those kinds of things right with them. Like when it's done well, you know, obviously,
0: absolutely. You know,
1: I I have yet to do that, but uh, maybe hardly. Someday. But that to me is is kind of the cool thing is when you sort of pop somebody's somebody's cherry on that. And they mm-hmm. say, and what's shatter the cool those preconceptions. Thing? Yeah. Yeah. Quick, fast, 30 yeah. and, and off. The first time you what guys you were do?
0: on our show, you, you talked about the co-eds. image. <laughs> you did. You <laughs> talked about co-eds. <laughs> and you talked co-eds. about the image of theater in most young people's minds, or even older people that aren't that, you know, bunch versed. of
2: people in silly costumes prancing around <laughs> on the stage. And you have to wear a suit and sit next to your parents, and it's uncomfortable uh, and dull. Yeah.
0: So, um, Which is
2: wrong. I'd say most theater's not like most that. Most theater really isn't yeah, like that. It's not. Most theater's like a bunch of like people like us. <laughs> you know, weird <laughs> people that like theater. The you outcasts know? of society. Ah,
3: yeah. uh, so Oh Dan Let's say it's, it's always interesting Meeting someone who's like It's like this Their first time seeing a show Yeah, yeah. And yeah. the oh, yeah. response I usually get From folks is like Wow Yeah it's wow it's Usually yeah. it's like Oh my god I had no idea Yeah and it, it, It's never Oh that was nice It's yeah. always like this Amazing shocked reaction of Yeah There's cool shit happening Why didn't I know About this earlier Right mm-hmm. Right No and that is
0: There is a sense of But, but I, how did I miss this
3: but that's right. because there is that conception. There
1: that is that conception. Well, I wonder how often they get the wow when you go to see, you know, these shows that were all voted for the for the Critics Award. That you probably get it. But no, I have to say, I was in a show way. that was
0: voted for the Critics Award and won. <laughs> I didn't win, but the play won, so I'm really happy about that. Yeah. However, I will say I thought it was unusual that that the play was blessing her heart. It was an original work, and there was nothing else. Competing in the category. Yeah. And as much as I loved the piece and thought the piece deserved to win, why weren't other plays? Yeah. And I guess yeah. the. I mean, again, it would have been a lot cooler.
1: F- yeah, you yeah, had to get them all out. It would have been a lot cooler stuff.
0: for the playwright to yeah. win um, with. But the as, far as, reaching, as far
1: as reaching these new audience members, right. how often does somebody come out of a Macbeth interpretation and have that same sort of I mean, wow? I th- because I think they've read it in high school and they've seen it performed by yeah. their, you know their their high school community theater group and all these i mean introduce them to something new done in a you know in a theater uh atmosphere and i think that makes a much bigger impact
2: i don't know it's it's so weird talking about all that stuff because like even with like who, who did um tom pain show Based on Who nothing. Was did the Tom Payne show? Was it, was it like. Where's Dan's iPhone? Shotgun or Berkeley or some, Berkeley rap or something? Oh. Well. I don't know. Whoops. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: Way to ask a question. Can we on edit radio? that?
1: Then Can <laughs> totally
2: edit that? To. Anyway, but like that show, like I heard, you know, fr- uh, uh, a friend of mine had seen it in New York. And, okay. and left it in New York and was like, man, that was great. You know, that was just an amazing show. And then it came out here and they did it and whoever did it and he went again and he was like, wow, that was also great, but I've already seen it. You know what I mean? Like it was just as well done. Right. But I think that concept of, yeah, yeah, like something new. Now granted, he still paid his money and went out and saw
0: it twice. And some people who could not travel to New York to see it had the opportunity to see it here.
2: Which is which is great, and plays should do that. I mean, I, I'm not saying that everything you do shouldn't should only happen once and then never see the light of day again. Because, f-, f that, you know, like it's ridiculous. But, um, but I mean, just that I thought that was interesting that that was his comment on it. You know, it was like, uh, like it's cool, but know. I already saw it. Yeah,
1: right. But you know, again, like it, it's it's rather difficult, you know, to uh, you go back to
3: that would be cutting ball theater. Cutting
1: Ball
2: Theater. Yeah, oh yeah, right. Rob Rob Melrose and, and yeah. Which I always hear like their they're all all their shows are like amazing, you know, and that's all I hear about them. They're very well received at the well, their name yeah. is Cutting Ball. I mean I, mean, I guess on. they have to be it's like piano fight. Yeah. Good call. Cool. Way to go, Cutting Ball. We like you. Are we going to take some serious shit for this interview? (laughs) No, we won't. We did drop a lot of people's names out there.
3: Is anybody going to listen to it? (laughs) I would say that you can get as easily cut by a ball as in a fight with a piano. (laughs) I think it totally works. That's right. I would like to
0: actually see that ball piano throwdown at some point. Short lived 3. There
3: you go.
2: (laughs) Just clarify. Yeah, seriously. I think there should be some good competition in this. In this community, like, you know, I mean, when we, because we've competed with, Piano Fighters competed with itself a couple of times, like, right? just, didn't, you know, I love it. I yeah. love, like, trying to sell more tickets than the other producing team. Right. <laughs> like, got a We've got a, we've got a uh, sketch comedy sort of uh,
1: branch that's opened up a shit show. The, sh- and, the uh, Stop
2: Hating Imagination Stop Time, Hating Time Hating show.
1: Stop Imagination Time show, sorry. I the d- shit show. I just go to the acronym sometimes. It's all right. Um, and yeah We, were, we were produced a show In the dark room In the mission mm-hmm. For a weekend And uh, While we were doing Short lived And it was fun It was great to have Two things
2: going yeah, on They sold crazy tickets so, We sold crazy tickets right. And it was I I'd consider it a tie, which is unfortunate, but yeah, I really wanted to win. Yeah. They're
1: all new, new stuff too, I, but I I want to just say like it's you know I understand that here we're we're talking like why isn't there more new stuff bah, out bah, there? Bah. Why isn't there more of an emphasis on there's new tons stuff? of it? You, we we understand that it is going back to the risk conversation. Right, right. it's you know why why did. Y- well, that said, there who saw is
2: quite a bit of new work. There's not yeah. quite a bit of new work at the upper, the really upper levels. That's
1: being produced on a on a on a higher, regular right, it's basis. It's not the
0: people are writing. So yeah, but totally. The, are usually, the, the only time you see a new work is in like, a stage reading
1: yeah, But it's not getting the recognition. There's no, your your critics are not coming out to it. Your 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 papers are not even covered. But then
2: it's like, are there enough critics?
1: Right. To let's talk yeah. about
0: the critics. I mean, yeah. we across the nation we're seeing editors being cut, staff being cut, yeah. and then whole thing about the
2: way is ridiculous to me the newspaper crisis is absolutely ridiculous like charge for your fucking content you idiots just put up a wall charge micropayments figure it out like this is you know you charge subscription fees you charge Wait. for an actual paper why the fuck are you just giving it away? It's well, like the it's New York the Times data does data charge. A, a they certain, want it, Wall Street.
1: Uh, Wall Street Journal does too. I mean, I mean they're, they're starting to do that. Starting to
2: just starting, starting to just. And yeah. it's Rupert Murdoch. And just a couple of weeks ago, he was like, finally, was like, "Yep, we're gonna charge for." A, well, great. Were well,
0: if you want it, you'll pay for it. It's tough right. though. The
1: internet kind of threw everything off. Yeah, that. and people just so, are still
0: trying to figure out how to respond yeah. to it, how to work with it. Yeah. Um, and let's talk about the internet as media outlet. Let's talk about the average customer as critic. How has that impacted uh, piano? Fight?
2: yeah, it's, it's word of mouth like to magnified with a blow horn. Yeah, I <laughs> mean, there's
1: two. There's we have a uh, the we're doing the Facebook thing and and uh, and Goldstar Gold Star Gold Gold Star is a big one. I mean, that that's really one where you empower the audience members Definitely. as critics, and they in turn reach out to the audi- the broader audience that is Gold Star. Mm-hmm. I think they've got some I don't know, 100,000 yeah. th- people th- I or mean, whatever. Yeah. I mean in the system, and, and and I mean that is a really cool tool. Uh, it is. I'm surprised that there isn't any other tool like that. Uh, we use. Yeah, Brown. how is
2: there no Yelp for performance? There's no performance. Yeah, Yelp. well,
0: on Theatermania, they have started having a, a reviewing you, yeah. site, so yeah. you can review the. Yeah, but it's got to
2: go outside of. It's got to be bigger. It's got to be like performance. You know, Well, like, you know the, the both site would. You know, because Yelp is yeah. like businesses
0: you know and there was recently a lawsuit on Yelp Uh, yeah between a chiropractor and a um, and a a Yelper and they settled uh, out of court
3: yeah of course the defamation was that the person charged that the chiropractor had done fraudulent billing practices right which it wasn't even like they were unsatisfied with the service they actually did libelous claims in print so that was a little bit different. Yes,
0: and people are saying that uh, another Yelp-related incident is that disgruntled employees will go on and they'll, they'll say yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. But um, you mentioned Gold Star, and I want to take it back for a second to uh, giving away the you know, milk so no one buys the cow in terms of the free night of theater. I've heard a lot of theater producers, both here and in Los Angeles, say that the free tickets on Gold Star are another Uh, way that the market's being harmed how do you guys feel about that well i i I don't know that i agree with that i mean mean, because again they're
2: not free you pay a five dollar service fee to gold star to get that ticket not free well yeah and that money
0: goes to gold star fine right Because they're putting up the website, they're providing you with the help, and
2: that's and that's fine. And the point is, like, you get four. You know, first off, you don't say the house is open, please come in for free. You say I have four seats in my house that I'm going to give away to people on this site, which offers reviews and can get word of mouth going. So you're getting something, you feel, and it's again psychologically, it's not free. Well,
1: I mean, from our perspective, it's free advertising. I mean, it's That's awesome. That's true, you too. You give away four seats in your house, you get advertising to this base of Gold Star people that will buy... It's like giving away tickets we, on the radio. Yeah, we give, I think we give free... In a 54-seat house, we give four seats away, and we sell 12 of them for half price. We, because of the reviews that we've gotten, probably from some of those free tickets, definitely. I mean, you know, Howard Smith, which <laughs> totally. is like the Lion King. What is his name of the Lion King of Gold Star? I don't, know. I don't know whatever he's yeah, amazing man howard <laughs> a, smith howard smith um he, howard he, and mary he, ellen smith are yeah, two Saints. are two gold star Theater customers Saints.
2: who showed up who showed up one night for i think it was for like eavesdropper back in the day and they were like this is really cool and they started going to and maybe it was maybe that was just when we met them they might have been coming before then but they have now showed up at – they They continue yeah. to go to custom-made. They, they've been at all of our shows. They're the most supportive people. Howard has nominated us on Gold Star for uh, Miss the Show and Die nomination, and he's recorded a podcast about short-lived. experiencing. No, it's great. Year. And
1: And, I mean, this guy probably wouldn't have come out if it wasn't free, so I understand that sure. like there is that audience. You know, the unemployed audience <laughs> that wouldn't come out unless it was for, free. or you know, right?
0: living on a on a reduced income. A reduced or a fixed income, income. Well, yeah.
1: Well, actually, Howard, sorry, dude. I, of course, you pre- probably pay for whatever. But the the uh, the <laughs> the point is is <laughs> that his review, <laughs> his review, has has IPA probably five uh, probably sold us. You know, those those other twelve tickets.
2: It's on absolutely, Cal- 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 he, Cal- re- he nice. was written two of the most thoughtful reviews I've yeah. ever read about anything, professional or non professional writer, critic. And and then he also did this podcast. Yeah. I mean, like, he's great. So as
1: far as, as far as, you know, is that hurting? No. Because you're getting ten to fifteen to however many more customers in your hmm. theater. At yeah, at a reduced rate. Right. But it's all under your control, you know, I mean as opposed to free night of theater, which you just sort of Throw scatter it out. shot. Right. I mean, like, and if
2: there were, and then if you there never were some you way for people to review, like, Respond. maybe this is here's a concept for Free United Theater create a comments section on the listing for all the shows, and everybody can review those shows That's a that they idea. see.
0: You know, well, and if people want to check, they can check it. The Gold Star, both as a patron and, and in the yeah. productions I've been involved with, and I have to say it, it's a. Uh, it's just a great opportunity to see more reviews of a show when we have so few critics, yeah, who are who yep. are able to get out and see things, right? Yeah, um, even especially for the show smaller theater
1: where it's, a, it's almost impossible to get a critic out. How are you going to know anything about the show besides what the people from the show are telling you and advertisements and whatever?
0: Well, with you know ink as it were being so scarce, I I can't help but be. Um, sort of bemused by the fact that a media outlet outside of your market area published we, in the first half of this interview oh we yeah. were talking about yeah. um, the article in uh, Seattle's The Stranger and you responded to that article and they printed your response was which well, they didn't print it it was, it was not in print it was, it was only electronic. a blog yeah. Yeah, so a you, but you were able to create this dialogue with this uh, media outlet have you had I just emailed this situation? Right.
2: I just emailed Brendan and he wrote back Okay. You know, and like, it was that simple. And it just happened to be the fact that what he was thinking was very in line with what I was thinking, you know, and and what, just told him. You know, I just said that. And, hey, I agree with you. And that was the conversation that got going. We, and we
1: happened to be backing up, you know, all 10 points of his argument. And we were yeah. a, a living, thriving theater company and that if you was doing this.
0: Did not listen to the first half of this. The article was. Uh, written by a gentleman named Brendan Kiley, I hope I'm saying your name right, and the article was uh, 10 Things Small Theater Companies Can Do to Save Themselves in No Particular Order in Seattle's The Stranger. Um, That was republished in um, the Utney Reader, and it's created quite a bit of dialogue, as I mentioned in the first half of the interview. There's been over 214 posts about this, theater does tend to have some traditions or some ways things have done, and I think for some theater makers, there's a they're threatened. Um, I, I can't name particular ones, but I think there's a certain amount of fear of having to change, having to evolve, because things have been done a certain way, especially in the nonprofit sector, that has a very set way of going about things and picking hmm. its season and responding mm-hmm. to its board of directors. And...
2: Put can but can I just make a personal appeal for yeah. some company to put to put me on their board of directors? Can 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 somebody just like I don't know one of the uh, Berkeley Rep? Where's Berkeley Rep? Can they? Yeah,
3: I've been on board. You don't want this. You don't, just, <laughs> you don't want this. I do. I
2: just want to start shit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, anyone listening, and um, if you, <laughs> you are looking Rob for ready. a so Get you on your board. As insane <laughs> as it may sound simply by listening to the interview, trust me, I don't know if you will find someone more impassioned and more <laughs> dedicated to the form.
1: Rob, your cell phone's going off. That is crazy. Wow. <laughs> and we're not even live. That's unbelievable. <laughs> it's like oh, out there. Oh, Rob Melrose? They've
0: oh, intuited it's great to talk and gone back in time to be part of this conversation. It's pretty Guys, remarkable. I just
2: got invited by Rob Melrose to be on the board of Cutting Ball. That is awesome. Yeah,
1: no, would would, would <laughs>
0: yeah. You know, my my absolute uh, not true. train of thought has been derailed. <laughs> no, I I think that uh, I would ask you, what would you say to theater makers who you know who've been doing it maybe for thirty six years and are looking at uh, the changes they're being confronted with, with less funding being available, less corporate sponsorships being available, less media being available? What would you say to comfort them in these trying times?
2: I would say that it's nice to know that clearly it hasn't been figured out like there is a model there we haven't figured it out there's a there's a business model there that that exists somewhere that will be profitable a profitable there's no reason that good money and good art should be mutually exclusive amen and so there's clearly a model there that exists and it's it's you know yet to be figured out in some in some contexts you know it just hasn't it just hasn't been figured out which is fine but what I would say is that you know we're trying to figure it out and I think the more people that do. I'm, the better it's going to be for the industry as a whole.
0: Do you think uh, theater in the Bay Area or just uh, small theater in general tends to be somewhat insular? Do you think that there's not enough of a, a conversation like this amongst? I think it's hard makers? for
2: people to essentially kind of uh, criticize, you know, their peers. Sure. I think that's really hard. And I don't and I don't wanna come across as that. I mean, you know, to ex, to an extent we are, but um but it's you know, I, and I think there's a big reluctance to do that because obviously it's gonna it's gonna, like I don't think of getting a job at You're ACT not tomorrow. Board, not tomorrow. <laughs> not <get laughs> I don't think I'm board. gonna get on the board <laughs> You're not anytime. Getting on soon. The board. Not once so, this posts. <laughs> so it's like so it's like, okay, cool. Um, but I think that that conversation needs to be, needs to be going. And I, and that's why, you know, like with that writer, with Brendan, that's why I, I wrote him and just to say, thank you, man. Like, thank you for saying this. And that's, you know, and he's doing his job over there. He's as a journalist, he needs to be poking holes in the, the establishment and going like, Hey, or, you know, what's going on here? This doesn't look right. You know, that's his job as a fourth estate and he picked it up with theater. And that was very cool to see. And so I think that you know we theater needs to continue to have a lively debate over what its role is, how it's going to succeed, tru- how it's going to grow, a truthful debate. As yeah, well. an honest. I one. think you need to be honest really one.
1: honest with yourself about you know why truth it, we can bend. But. Yeah, truth we can bend. Honest. Honesty. I mean, I can <laughs> be honest None with that being whole truthful. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, it sort of goes it goes back to the free night of theater thing. It's it's why why are you not getting new people into your into your theater? Is it really because of the cost? Is it really because they can't pony up the money for the ticket? I or is it because, you know, you're not hitting it with content or whatever it is or or you're not there there's Be honest with with. You're
2: not getting the word out. You're not getting it reviewed. You're not getting it on Facebook. You're not getting it people talking about it on Gold Star. You're not getting the radio star. (laughs) (laughs) I'm
0: just nicely done there, Rob, and we appreciate the plug and the company you put us in. I want to thank you for coming, and I would hope anyone listening, if they want to engage in a dialogue with these gentlemen.
2: Email us. Email us. Email us. And keep
0: the conversation going. We'll
2: post it on the blog. Oh, email rob at pianofight.com.
1: Dan at pianofight. Or the website pianofight.com, Infotron.
2: At at pianofight.com. Just just put a name and then pianofight.com. And if one of our company members has it, they'll answer. It's a discussion we love having.
0: All right. Thanks for being here. And uh, what can I say? You guys will have to come back. Thank
1: Thank you very much, guys. Thank you, Diana.
0: You've been listening to The Studio Interviews.
3: You've been listening to The Studio Interviews. This has been a Cassandra's Call production.